use your servant as your stu- as your tool, Father God, as your uh, speaker, Father God. I am weak, Father God, but you are my strength. Father, give me the words that I need to say, O oh Lord. Overwrite, overwrite my preparation, O oh God. O Holy Spirit, guide us and speak to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God for that. Um, if your children or your daughter or your son will come to you and ask you, Papa, can you please teach me how to pray? How are you going to teach your children to pray? Probably some of us will just go to, um, to the Lord's Prayer. Actually, that will be our topic for today. And um, we all know the joy of prayer has no equal. We know that when we pray, we are talking to God. We are communicating to our Creator. And uh, sadly, most of our prayer, and I am guilty of this, start with rush personal request. We pray as if it is the only solution to what we are facing at that particular time, right? We focus our prayer in what troubling us. Our attention when we pray is to get solution immediately. Uh, we, want, we want that when we pray, we want it, the solution be right there immediately. And, you know, this happens to me every time I prepare my uh, Sunday sermon for you guys. Or every time I, I, I uh, study and do my research, I'll start my, my prayer time. Lord, uh, what should I preach? I forgot to, to press my timer. What should I preach? Lord, give me uh, this. Give me the wisdom. Lord, show me. It is for my own benefit always. And after praying, I feel like, what happened? I feel like, you know, I, I made God like an ATM machine. I pray when I need. Imagine the disciples during the, during the, the ministry of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ when they saw the Lord Jesus praying. His way of praying is not, uh, not the same with the dis- uh, disciple was accustomed to. Jesus will, will mostly withdraw himself to the crowd and spend his time praying. That's how he prayed. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1 and 4, says, uh, it says here, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins 
as we forgive those who sins against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. This is a very famous prayer. Actually, uh, probably you heard pastor or here in GGCF preach this, um, uh, the Lord's Prayer. But it is a good reminder for us to go back again on this uh, uh, a topic where the Lord taught his disciples how to pray. Uh, uh, to pray. In this book, the author, Luke, presented Jesus Christ as the Son of Man and his relationship with God. You will notice uh, in Matthew, they have a different um, uh, prayer, but it's the same context. Okay? I use Luke because uh, uh, this, uh, I love Luke, the way he presented the Lord's Jesus Christ's relationship with the Father. Now, in this verse, one of the disciples asked the Lord Jesus Christ to teach them to pray. Probably they've seen how vital the prayer or how vital prayer in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they, they made them or, or that made them want to pray. Look closely, look closely on the verse 1 when the disciple asked the Lord Jesus Christ, to teach them how to pray. The disciple asked the Lord Jesus Christ, not uh, this question, he, he asked the, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ not how to pray, but to pray. Probably, uh, the disciple wants to, 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 to just, you know, get on. And Lord, just, we just want to pray. We just want to start praying. But the Lord answered them by, by including the fact and the method of prayer. And I, wa- I want you to remember that there was no account in the Bible that Jesus Christ prayed this prayer. And there was no account in the Bible that the Lord Jesus Christ telling us or commanding us that when we pray, this is how we, this is our prayer every time we pray. He gave this model of prayer to his disciples in which they could pattern their prayer. It was not given as the exact words they were to use because many words, mechanical or habitual Repetition can become empty phrases. Let us take a look to the model of prayer. The first sentence, the first word that our Lord Jesus Christ used is, Father, may your name be kept holy. In verse 2, you'll see that. Jesus' prayer starts with acknowledgement of our relationship to God as father this is new to the disciple they have never or they have never called or addressed god as father even in the old testament uh, testament calling god was never or calling god as father was never used because in their time they were constantly taught that 
the God in that Mount Sinai will always ready or will 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 always punish you if you do wrong or or the religious teacher uh, taught the Jewish people that God is like a far distant God. But of course we all know that the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ is so radical and very different from the teaching of these religious uh, teachers. His message were completely different from the message of the Pharisees. Like in this case, Jesus used the word Father in addressing God. And by the way, the word Father is a common Aramaic word which means Abba where young Jews will call their, their father as Abba or Daddy or Papa in our own word. Here the Lord Jesus Christ is telling his disciples when you pray, address God as Abba. To translate that in English word, uh, the closest word will be the, our, our dearest daddy or our dearest papa. The Lord Jesus Christ is telling his disciples, since you have a personal relationship with him, you can call God as daddy, as father. You might have a bad experience with your earthly father or probably you know somebody who was uh, a victim of abused by their father and every time you share the gospel to them that you know you can call God as your father how can I call father uh, God as my father if my earthly father abused me how can I how can I just call him father is no I, I, I think I can't You know, this, this kind of story is heartbreaking. I, I love to watch a, a, a documentary about, about everything. Uh, one documentary that I watch is the, the human traffic... Uh, yeah, they 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 sell they they sell a woman to the streets, or they call this guy a pimp, and then they have a pimp party in Las Vegas, and then they were just do everything. It is like it is heartbreaking for these women who who most of them left home because of their father, and then now they found themselves in a with this guy abusing them. And, and and I praise God because because this this woman who who used to be a a uh, a sex slave found the Lord Jesus Christ and he and and this woman she believed the Lord Jesus Christ and she was she was just reaching for this for these women 
who are under dyslex, uh, sla- uh, sex slave or uh, sex slavery, and then and then you know what? These these guys, I know they 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 abused you, but we have a father in heaven that who loves you so much, and she's very effective. The Lord Jesus Christ is telling us that since you have, an, uh, you have a relationship with me, you can call God as Abba Father. Because of me, God, who is here, and you, who is here, I, I, I bridge the gap. And you no longer are a foreigner to God, but you are. A heir, or you can in, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, 7 says, And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Because of that relationship, we can call God our Father. Sometimes when I pray, I, I have this, this uh, hesitation to call Father, you know, to call God as, as my Father because sometimes I know I'm not doing the right thing in the eyes of my Father. And, uh, and when I know when I sin, I know that, oh, oh Lord, I know, I know that uh, as, as my Heavenly Father, I have sinned. And I, but God, this, the Lord Jesus Christ is telling, telling us that you are already sons of, of, of God. You are, because of me, you have a relationship with God. You may have a bad experience with your earthly father, or you may ha- your friends might have a bad experience with their fa- earthly father. I want you to know this, that we have a loving God whom we can call Abba Father. The second point is, may your name be kept holy. Knowing that we can address God as Father, it is also important to know God as a holy God. Jesus Christ is telling us that when we pray, we should have a heart that will revere, magnify, and adore Him. When we pray, we should worship God. And this is how we, we, we pray. This is how I pray sometimes. You know, uh, when I drive and when I go to work, I, I pray. And sometimes, Lord, Lord, uh, I'm working today. Please protect me. Please, uh, I know my patients will be, some of them will be, uh, will not be in, in a good mood. And Father, just, just protect me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I, in that prayer, I, I've never worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ's character. I didn't even, I didn't even, you know, uh, let his his name be worshipped in my prayer. Prayer is not just asking God what we need; it is also a way for us to worship God. I know when, when I ask you the char- uh, some of the characters that you know about God, you will say, oh, He's holy, He's magnificent, He's glorious, He's a loving Father, He's, he's everything, He's so beautiful, He's strong, 
he he's like you know a, a loving husband who who prepares for my need he's like a, a loving father who always protects me you you might probably say that but you know what you can use that to to worship the lord in the in your prayer and when we pray may we also remember that the lord is holy he knows before we pray he already knows what we are going to ask him he already knows what we are going to tell him so when we pray we should worship god ascribing praise and honor to him who is so worthy of it not only we hallow god's name with our lips but also we hallow his name even in our private life it is easy for us to say his name is holy his name is magnificent but in our private life we are doing another things that is not right in the eyes of god in isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 to 3 says above above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings with twain or twain he covered his face and with twain he covered his feet and with twain he did fly and and one cried unto another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts who who the whole earth is full of his glory when we pray and when we pray we reveal god's character in our life Look even the seraphims even the angels they declare the holiness of God And number 3 may your kingdom come soon After worship we should pray for the advancement of God's cause putting his interests first How many of you here? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Just answer me with your mind. How many of you here pray for God's return? When we pray, we should pray for the day of our Lord to come. Right? We We always talk about heaven, how beautiful heaven is and uh, how wonderful to be there. And I talked to this person how how heaven will be look like. I told him you it will be majestic. But I sometimes I forget to to pray for 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 God's kingdom to come. And and when I pray for his kingdom come we are asking God to rule all the people and when we pray for for his kingdom come we should be ready that God will use you and me to reach out to those who are still lost We can pray we can say yes lord may your kingdom come soon and please come now 
but we just we are just you know we just we just want to sit in our, our, our chair and, and 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 do nothing. We're gonna say, Lord, come now, but we don't mean it. When we pray for God's kingdom, we are putting his interest first to our life. And number four, your will be done. I want you to be honest with yourself and to God. How many times you say your will be done and did the opposite one? Guilty. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> Lord, I, I, I pray, Lord, your will be done. And um, Lord, I think yeah, you're getting slower. Let me just do this, you know. Just... I probably, you need just a little bit of push, but <laughs> many times I say, my, my, your will be done, Lord, but I still do my will. Many Christians praying your will be done has no intention of seeing to it that the Father's will be done. We ask His will, but we do our will. We think that we are better than God. You know what happened when we ask His will be done in our lives? We are submitting to God's perfect plan for us. We are not asking God to bless our will, our life, of course, that's part of, of His blessing for us. That's part of, of His perfect plan for us. But we are requesting to the Creator of heaven and earth that, Lord, Your way is better than mine. Let me simply put in this way. When we pray, Your will be done, we are declaring our dependency on Him. The reason why Christians, are, many Christians are frustrated in their Christian walk, they are unhappy, they, are, they don't have sense of strength in their spiritual walk. This can be traced to trying to follow our own self-will. Christian fail because we fail to submit ourselves to His will. So when we pray, Lord, Your will be done. Let His will be done in our lives. That's the first part of our message. Now the second one is uh, actually uh, that's the three petition. Uh, referring to God. And the second part is uh, the petition referring for human well-being. In number five is give us each day our, our daily bread. In our house, we are taught by our parents that before we eat, we need to say, prayer for our food or we need to thank God for our food 
And when I was praying, I really don't know uh, why I need to pray, but all I, I was thinking was to have the food because I'm so hungry and I, I just want to eat. But here, the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching His disciples that we need, we, we pray for dependency of our needs on God. We acknowledge God that, we acknowledge that God is the source of everything we need. Everything that we have, everything that we keep, everything that you think that you hard work, or you, you work hard for that one, God gave that to you. Your brain, your health, everything. God gave that to you. The bread here can be viewed for our physical need in our lives, such as food, clothing, house, cars, jobs, and health. We pray that God will supply our physical needs. And the other aspect of bread is our spiritual bread. God's word is also our daily bread. As we face challenges in our spiritual walk, it is very draining uh, it is uh, very draining, actually, spiritually, every day that, you know, facing these challenges in our lives. Have you ever felt that when you go home, you know, you, you are just physically drained and spiritually drained? If we will not ask God for strength, we will be spiritually dead. Each day... Remind, or each day reminds us that we need to ask God to renew, to renew us every day. And uh, second to the last is forgives, forgive us our sin. This prayer is not only asking God to forgive us our sins, but also asking the Lord for us to have a forgiving spirit. Look closely to verse 4. Especially the word end. If you will see in verse 4 that and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone that to us. And the word end is a continuation of the, uh, the fifth uh, give us each day our daily bread. That's the continuation of that. Uh, prayer and forgive us our sins it means that the lord jesus christ want us to as we ask god for our daily provision for our daily spiritual uh, provision we ask god daily also to forgive us we ask god to also to to have that forgiving spirit for us to have the strength to forgive someone who wronged us When we ask for forgiveness, we know that we acknowledge God or we acknowledge that we did something wrong. Yes, it is true that when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, your sins are forgiven. But this is how they distort the gospel. They will tell you that since you are a Christian, or since you are a Christian, you will no longer need to ask or confess your sin 
to God. But in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, 8 and 9 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, in verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is not a prayer for, for unbelievers, but this is a prayer for, for Christians who committed sin. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to confess our sins. Even though we are Christians, we still sin. We are not perfect yet. Unless the Lord calls you, then and only then, if you are really saved, then and only then, you can no longer confess your sin because you are with Him. True Christians are forgiven. That's true. And true Christian also has a forgiving spirit. I'm not telling you that forgiveness is easy. Actually, it took me eight years to forgive my father, my earthly father. But by God's grace, I learned the true meaning of forgiveness. It is hard to forgive Especially, uh, I, I don't know if you watched the, the news about uh, Charleston uh, murder. They interviewed the mother or the victim's mother and she said, I forgive the man who killed my son. And I said, how can this person forgive the guy or the man who killed her son. It is so hard. Especially your son died. Especially forgiving the person who killed your son. It is hard. But because of God's grace, I believe this woman, this mother, knows the true meaning of forgiveness. It is only by God's grace that we can forgive. It is, it is only by God's grace that we are forgiven. Lastly, and lead us not into temptation. Does this mean that God or the Lord Jesus Christ is tempting us to sin? No. He is not. He is holy, remember. This is just asking God for us, or, or this is just asking God for protection. In reality, we are in spiritual warfare every day. Every day we face spiritual battles that will make or break our spiritual ground. Spiritual battle, I mean, is that Pornography, our addiction, probably internet or games or shopping galore or uh, I need to be fair with, with uh, women. What is the uh, addiction for me? Fishing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Facebook. 
These are spiritual battles that we fight every day. Corruption. Lying. Woman who's showing interest to, to, to a guy who's married. That's a spiritual battle. Or a guy who's showing an interest to a woman who's married. That's a spiritual battle. This we face every day. To, to students, cheating. Or if you, if, you, if you did not review that night, oh, it's Sibyl. <laughs> okay, if you didn't review that night, you, you will cheat. You will cheat and you will, uh, what, where am I? Yeah, we, we face a spiritual battle every day. Even students, I mean. See? If we want to win the spiritual warfare, first we need to acknowledge that it is happening in our life. We need to understand what battle we have. And also we need to acknowledge our inability in, in in to handle temptation on our own. We need to remember that no one is exempted from temptation. I cannot tell you that you know, I, ca- I am stronger to handle temptation than you are. I cannot say that hey, it's okay that this beautiful woman is so sexy. Uh, I can, uh, you know, I can talk to her in a in a room, and then we'll just, you know, pray. It's it's okay because I can handle I can handle this kind of temptation. I cannot I cannot tell you that. No matter how how old I am in my Christian walk, or no matter how long I am in my faith. I will never be free from temptation. And as long as we live in this world, we will always be in a, in a, in a situation where we are always in, you know, the, the, the devil, the enemy will tempt us. That is why the Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples to pray for protection. That is why we ask God to cover us from temptation. Satan knows our weaknesses. He knows your weaknesses. I, he knows my weaknesses. But though Satan knows our weaknesses, he also knows our strength. We have Christ as our Savior. Remember when the Lord Jesus Christ praying for his disciples that Satan will spare them and he is praying for us the Lord's prayer is not actually a way for us to to pray every day I mean you know to repeat the Lord's prayer every day but this is just a model for us to follow the first that when we pray we acknowledge God as, as God and we acknowledge us as human beings that fully dependent to our God. And I want you to challenge, uh, I want to challenge you to begin your prayer. Our Father, focus to the glory of God of the universe as the Father. Then pray about His priorities, your kingdom come. And His wonderful purposes or purpose in your life your will be done.
then ask for His provision, pardon, and protection. Let us pray. Father, Abba Father, it is good to know that we can, it is great, Father, it's a blessing for us to, to learn that we can call you Abba Father, our loving Father. Thank you, O Lord, that you made a way for us to be closer to you, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Tatai. That even though we have a bad experiences in our earthly father, we have a heavenly father who loves us so much, who embraces us so every day, who protects us, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, that today we can come to you as your sons and daughters. Thank you, Father God, for that free communication, Father God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance for us, O oh Lord. And as we end our service today, O oh Lord, it is our prayer, Father God, use us for your kingdom. And your will be done in our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.